everybody. My name is Kyle Goldfinch. Um, I am coming to you from the land of the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation and want to pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. And we are recording this on unceded Gadigal land. This always was and will be Aboriginal land. Welcome to a new episode of Film Festival Guide. It's a new year. It's a new life. Uh, I'm currently stuck in COVID isolation. So while we might be doing this, it's still uh, the way it is. Um, I'm really excited to have a, a new co-host this year, um, cut for a couple of shows within the year, Keena Malinda. How would you describe yourself, Keena? I'll stop. Uh, amateur. <laughs> amateur? <laughs> amateur, fully. I've just finished a comms degree majoring in media arts and production. I've made a few shorts. I'm trying to get myself in there so I'm really not done much yet but we shall see. Yeah I mean you also are the youth outreach volunteer at Mardi Gras Film Festival, a, a role that I held very dear to my heart and we will come back to that in terms of what you do mm -hmm. there and the, the sort of stuff that you've been able to do. Uh, but firstly happy Mardi Gras. Happy, happy uh, post, Mardi Gras. Happy post Mardi Gras, the, the gay Christmas for anyone who is um, <laughs> listening to this internationally. What did you get up to for Mardi Gras, Kena? I watched the parade for the first time, not being in on a float. So I was in the stands watching, which was different and nice. And my feet were sore, but not as sore as they usually are after marching. <laughs> it was a great night. Yeah, I was there as well. And it, it was it was good. I mean, it's such a beautiful moment to get to see, mm. um, you know, people celebrating joy and happiness and be themselves. So it is um, really fantastic. Let's sort of talk about, you know, how we met and how we connected, because I think in terms of this industry, it, it is really important to build and engage those connections through film festivals. So how did we meet? Absolutely. We we met through we met through Mardi Gras Film Festival. We did way back. Way, way back. <laughs> I think um, I first volunteered at Mardi Gras Film Fest in 2017 for the Queer Screen Film Fest 2017. So I might have met you then. Yeah. Look, I met you through Lee Russell, who of course is the amazing EP of this show and a person that and if of the I next show. And of the next show as well. And the next uh, show. <laughs> <laughs> it's like and the next show and the next show and the next show yeah, and the next yeah. show. She's the queen of us all. She's the queen of us all. We we will not <laughs> we will not be able to do anything without the the amazing work of Lee Russell. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm glad Liz. she's gonna I'm glad she's gonna hear this. So she's she gonna will. be like, oh my god, it's amazing. I'm getting a <laughs> shout out. So what did you have any preconceived notions about volunteering with an organization like Quiz Cream? What how much did you know about Quiz Cream coming in? I didn't know anything i didn't even know it was a film festival until i was probably lee who shared it in this group called film in revolt which is a, a platform for youth to share make talk about movies and film and she probably shared the yearly call out from queer screen to get more volunteers for their upcoming festival and i thought oh my god queers like and movies together me being like a little 16 year old going oh my god how can i get involved in this trying to think how can i put myself in the industry without you know, getting a job because I'm in high school and all this stuff. So I thought, yes, I will jump in on that um, and meet some cool people. So that's what I did. Stop, stop trying to tell me that you're younger than me, Kina. No, I'm kidding. Um, uh, <laughs> no, I was kind of the exact same thing. Look, I was 22. Um, yeah. I had just finished my college degree. I was trying to work out where the hell I want to go. Um, mm. I got a, I, I then spoke to Lisa who, 
was originally then the president of Quiz Green. She put me on to the amazing festival director at then was Paul Struthers, who is an amazing friend. And we just kind of got get to working. I was extremely stressed the first time I worked in the office. I was like, I don't know what I'm getting into. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, but somehow it was, you know, really fantastic around, you know, getting out there and just doing it. So it is, yeah. it is a really cool thing as well. And I, it was just, you know, phenomenal to, to, to get that, um, you know, that stuff working out and the, the mm. amount of stuff that I've been able to do through, um, queer screen and then, you know, other festivals has just been really yeah. great because it shows you the importance of networking through the whole of this Absolutely. industry. I feel like the opportunities for mentorship there are also amazing in yeah. terms of if you get an internship or um, working at Queer Screen, especially being like a young queer person, not quite sure what you want to work in, where you want to work, just being in an environment like that is pretty special. Well, it's a family. It's, you know, it is it is yeah. this beautiful kind of group of people who I think are really fantastic, who are really passionate about queer representation. Mm. Mm. And all you kind of get is is that kind of beautiful you know, passionate, all you want to do is mm-hmm. just feed off that. And you feed yes. off that for not just when you work at Queer Screen, but more traditionally throughout your career. And I've taken a lot of that passion and engagement into my work as being a filmmaker and really encouraging, you know, queer representation and queer themes and the idea mm-hmm. of just the general importance of visibility. I don't know if you've gotten that as well. A hundred percent. You're just inundated with queer stories and people who want to fight to bring queer stories to life and to cinema and to people's eyes and it's pretty awesome to be feeding feeding off that energy and feeding into it as well it's very cool yeah it's 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 quite it's quite really amazing and it's really good you know we both have had a fantastic chance of working at that fantastic organization um kina has taken my role how dare you no i'm kidding I'm not technically youth that much anymore. Um, so it's fantastic <laughs> to have somebody else take on the shoes of, of the role of, of youth outreach um, volunteer. Can you talk about sort of the role in terms of what you do for the organisation and what you've been able to uh, put together specifically mm. for Mardi Gras Film Festival this year, Kena? Yeah, so technically I don't think I absorbed your role because I was doing an internship with Queer Screen as part of my degree. <laughs> but like, just to be super clear, a uh, volunteer internship um, as part of my degree I had to find um, an internship that would also be a subject that I'd have to submit assignments for and I was thinking okay where's somewhere that I would not want to you know throw myself into the ocean for working as an internship and I was like great queer screen I volunteered there before I love the people I love the place I love the the projects and the drive so I just sent an email to people at Quiz Green who I'd volunteered with before saying, hi, is there any chance that there's an internship going? I've got to do one for uni and there's nowhere else I'd rather be. And there was. So since November, I've been doing about two days a week-ish, just helping out with um, office admin, watching some movies, writing up some blurbs for them to go in the guide and on the website. And then my main project as the youth engagement officer, volunteer, whatever you were doing, Kyle, (laughs) has been to bring to life an event that would uh, bring in some more younger audiences and youth, young people to to see the Mardi Gras Film Fest. So I looked through some of the movies in the program that Lisa had already confirmed to try and think, all right, what's a really great movie that we could show the kids and get them to come to the cinema? And I found Hetero. Did you watch it? You were there. 
I did it's watch Hetero. I didn't even ask a question, actually. <laughs> you did. You saved me. That was good. Yeah. So from, from the end of November, I've mainly just been working on this event, um, organizing it for the cinema, trying to market it to get attendees, trying to get some sponsorship um, and help to raise money to uh, provide chalk tops and also sorting out um, a panel with some young people in the creative industries around Sydney and surrounds to have Q&A after the screening and inspire the young people in the audience even more. So it was a big job, but I think the event went very well. I was very happy with it. And we had a bunch of attendees and it was great. The biggest question that I think lots of festivals are grappling with is actually around youth. And I remember actually mm. one of the big questions that I've had in interviews when it comes to uh, you know, getting programming jobs or getting like stuff like that is actually, you know, asking the question of how do you retain youth and how do you engage youth at the festival? Mm. Tina, since you are just out of an internship, bright and bushy tailed, or maybe not, <laughs> maybe you're really tired. Um, how do you respond to that question of like, since you've done this, how do you get young people to a festival? What sort of things can we do as film programmers to get people into a festival? I think for me, it was pretty easy because I'm, I'm 21. And so I have very recent memories of, of being a young queer person uh, who loves movies and not really feeling so much of a connection to the community. So any event that was going on that I could find that would bring me in touch with the queer community and to, to do with film, I would jump on. So when I was... Um, concocting my event, I was just thinking, what would I have absolutely died for? What would I have loved to have seen or been invited to or had the opportunity to attend like two years ago, three years ago, five years ago as a young person? Um, so to answer your question, what should programmers do to get the kids in? I don't know. I also marketed the heck out of it. Like we went crazy on, like on this one event, didn't do like, in all of the film films in the festival, this one was probably the most heavily marketed because I just shared it everywhere and got updating and all that stuff. So that was probably a big, um, a big factor. We reached out to a bunch of youth organizations as well, like 2010, um, and they promoted it to their networks of, of young people. So that might've also helped boost numbers. Um, but yeah, what would you have wanted to see as a kid? And what are the kids today wanting that they're not quite getting by just going to see Batman, as awesome as Batman is. Like what, what is the extra cherry on top or the, the depth of connection that, that kids and young people can get by attending your film or your, your festival? I think that's a big question, isn't it? And, and I am curious about the fact of when I did that role and when we did it for mm. um, the coming out panel that I did back in, God knows, now 2018. God, it was so much longer ago, um, is you know, there was kind of this big discussion around, you know, the panel, the guests you can have. And I think mm -hmm. the one thing that you did particularly well was the idea that you clearly saw an understanding that, you know, the guests that you had on this panel were, I think, could drive a lot of the people to be, you know, I want to come, I want to experience these people, yes. I want to hear what these people say. And then, of course, yeah. the the creator of more than that more than this more than that um this more than this um is yes. it that in itself was a fantastic get um 
to yeah. get somebody from Melbourne to come up here and especially as someone as brilliant as that to talk about the series mm-hmm. and especially for younger filmmakers to be able to network with somebody like that. Yeah, I think that was really important to me when um, bringing in people on the panel is that um, not only do young people want to go to the movies to, to see a movie and have a good time, but they also want to be inspired and they want to have someone tell them that, no, you can do it. It can be done. We can make it. We are proof because you get a lot of film is hard. The industry is cooked. Like you're not going to make it. You've got to fight really hard. But I think what was really nice about having a bunch of young people, young successful people, people still creating, still learning on the panel was that they could, um, they could be mentors and they could inspire and they could be network opportunities. Um, I think that was really special for a lot of the attendees to see in person, not just like here on the radio or um, see on a website, but to see in person talking about their experiences, their tips and helpful hints to making it or doing what you love in the industry was was really cool. Uh, Mardi Gras Film Festival this year, the queer frontier. I want to mm. ask, I want to begin by asking you in this segment the question that I actually asked your amazing panel and to get your answer for. Kena, in terms of the queer frontier, in terms of being youth, what is the next frontier of queer ideas that you believe? It's a very good question. There's a lot of frontiers that I didn't even know existed that have already been broken by the past trailblazers of queer cinema. Absolutely. A young person, queer frontier. I think maybe not the next, but something that's emerging at the moment and that my panel did touch on because it is the big thing is queer joy. And we could talk about queer joy for days. I'd be happy to. But simple idea that you can tell a nice, happy ending story without it being cringe or playing into stereotypes, telling real stories that don't end up with a dead gay person or someone who's ended their life or ended in tragedy or it doesn't work out for them, but instead telling the stories that are out there that have happy endings that not only spread hope and inspire queer audiences watching, but are also accurate and true. So I think what we're gonna be seeing a lot more of, hopefully, especially with young young people in their stories is queer joy stories. Oh, look, absolutely. And and as somebody with who is gay and has a disability, I also hope that part of that queer joyness narrative mm. is also going to feed into the idea of intersectionality and the idea of, of giving people a voice who have always been remained voiceless. And I think mm. the beautiful thing about this year around, you know, we've got shows as we see it on um, Amazon Prime and of course Coda taking out a, a, a Screen Actors Guild mm, award mm. and hopefully, just saying, hopefully hopefully an Oscar, hopefully an Oscar yeah. um, that we do. You can't see this. People yeah, put no, out no, totally. Um, we currently have our fingers um, like the, yeah. Um. <laughs> they can't see. <laughs> they can't even see. You can imagine people. <laughs> Um, yeah, so hopefully that will win an Oscar. And I think that also puts into the idea that, you know, disabled stories, not even intersectional stories, but disabled stories themselves are in the zeitgeist, um, Mm. in in, in sort of what's going on. What, um, apart from hetero, which I think is a fantastic, you know, beautiful episodic about, um, beautiful people, uh, Mm. what else did you get to get a chance to see at, um, at good old, the good old Mardi Gras Film Fest? I saw a total of 
nine films, which is I think I saw less cool. than that. Or maybe yeah. I saw more. I can't remember. You were? Well, I'm, I was pretty chuffed with that. But I saw three uh, in the office. So as an intern, I got to go and watch the movie, you know, with the screener that Lisa gets so that I could, like, pick a movie to screen. So that was pretty special. Um, um, I think my favourite, though, might have to be, might be a toss-up between the documentary Pure Grit and the drama film Summertime. So Pure Grit was is a documentary about um, an indigenous lesbian bareback horse rider from the US. Um, and it was just incredible. It was harrowing. Her story is quite unfortunate, but it was just, and also incredible filmmaking. Like I was talking to my friend after we'd finished watching it. And there were only a few times where we remembered that we were people sitting in a cinema watching a documentary. Even when we had people in the film talking to camera about their experiences, we were so immersed in the story it was seamless it was beautiful and i'd highly recommend it it was incredible and then my second top favorite would probably be summertime which was it's like an anthology of short films that are kind of like in them themselves music videos of slam poems by 25 la slam poets um and like the different poets go through la they do their slam poems in a filmed dramatized way and then they feed into each other's stories and become characters in this one night in LA. It was just fantastic, really inspiring. And I'm not much one for poetry, but it was really awesome stuff. And a, a huge mix of intersections and types of poems, happy ones, sad ones, funny ones. It was it was just great. It was so fresh. What was your they favorite? Love that. Um of the of the ones that I saw, I very much enjoyed the novice. So the novice is a <gasps> film. I watched that too. It's so good. So the novice is a film from Canada, looking at the world of uh, a young kind of rowing student, uh, and it talks about the idea of how much you can throw your body into into intensity before it basically starts fighting back. And I just the 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 cinematography and watching that in a theater oh was just yeah. so good and i i don't know and it was kind of one of the best experiences that i had in and around um that film because i felt like that film you were just sitting there crying getting really anxious <laughs> watching it and i think yeah. that was me and that doesn't say in any way shape or form that i'm not just an anxious person anyway but um which I am legit, <laughs> but that's the power of that movie. Cause I watched that as well. And it is so, it really hits you. Like it grabs onto your emotions in your heart and it like manipulate, like you have no choice, but I kind of love when a movie does that. It's just like, you don't get a say in how you're going to feel. I'm going to make you feel this way because that's how good I am at telling this story. But at the same time, I did feel a little bit ill afterwards. From yeah. The, it's like, a, it's quite a, it's, very, it's quite a meaty, meaty experience to watch a film like that and you know realize sort of what's going on and and I but I just think it was so powerful and such fantastic yeah. storytelling yeah it was incredible yeah I just I mean that film was was fantastic um and also shout outs to Wildhood opening that film really fantastic beautiful you know storytelling and uh beautiful mm -hmm. amazing content that is really showing how amazingly awesome, you know, two spirit stories are. And I don't, and I don't think 
from what I, and I may not be wrong and I may be not right in quoting this, but I think it's the first True Spirit film that's opened Mardi Gras Film Festival and what a film it is. Yeah, I did get a chance. I did not get a chance to see that one, but I know that it got an encore screening because everyone loved it so much. Oh, so good. Um, and then I was going to say The Perfect David, a very tough watch, but a really, you know, interesting story about, you know, body dysmorphia and stuff like that. Mm. Um, yeah, it, it's, it, it's, yeah. It, it's always good to kind of see some really interesting works that I think challenge a lot of the preconceived notions of um of lots of things that are going on in the world and i think absolutely you know from true grit to summertime to even like the novice and and wildhood these sort of mm. stories produce this sort of understanding i think for you it, it, coming out of a film festival and kind of learning how it's all worked if you were to sort of go back and and tell yourself a question in terms of what the sort of films that uh, we are producing now and are being seen has what you've been able to see at Mardi Gras Film Festival been able to change the process you have as a filmmaker? I would definitely say so especially with the incredible lineup that Lisa programmed this for this festival with such such a diverse range of kinds of stories and genres and places and people but all at the same super high caliber no matter what they were, they were really high. And it mostly reinforced for me the idea that yes, we can tell queer stories, but that doesn't necessarily mean we have to tell um, stories about queer people. It could just be a queer person going through high caliber activities and struggles and barriers that they have to overcome. It doesn't have to be queer stories of queer people in love that we stereotypically might imagine queer cinema is you know it's more it's just cinema that happens to be queer people in it and yes their experiences and struggles as a queer person will affect them and their journey and their life and their their problems but it doesn't have to all be about their queerness they're just another person so I think in terms of things like yeah pure grit and the novice and all the movies I saw there wasn't really much in them about their queer struggles. It was just queer people. And I really like that. I really like that. I, I, I think there's a big question there in terms of how do you show specifically around a lot, like lots of issues of queer trauma um, mm. and queer aggression not queer aggression, more like just aggression of the fact. Yeah. Yeah. Or just the idea of like, you know, uh, self, you know, self-induced, um, I would say a self-induced hallucination, which is a film, um, <laughs> uh, self kind of induced homophobia is uh-huh. how do we show that and then also try and work in and around the ideas of that you were kind of talking about, you know, in terms of queer joy and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, it's a balance for sure. You might, I don't know, you might have to pick one or the other if you're making a movie about queer trauma or if you're making a movie about queer joy. I would struggle doing both, although I'm sure someone could make it work. I'm sure they have made it work somewhere. I just can't think of any right now. Um, if you like, call me by your know. name. Yeah, Maybe. I'd say Summertime from the Mardi Gras Film Fest. There's a lot of queer people in that movie struggling, but there's a lot of queer joy in it as well. 
Uh, yeah, I don't have an answer to your question. Ask me in 10 years when I've tried to make more movies and we'll see what the heck I've got to say about that. <laughs> I think the cool thing is in terms of genre is the fact that, you know, uh, you know, at Sundance this year, we saw horror being taken out a lot of the awards. And I think when we've kind of considered, you know, putting a queer lens on horror is that there is almost this kind of weird uh, psychopath, psychopathic, um, queer joy aesthetic through that, which is told through queer trauma. You know, I mean, I remember there was a really fantastic shot that I programmed a couple of years ago called Tonight It's You, which is a film from, I believe, the US, which kind of was about somebody who was going through gay conversion therapy, but basically it became this intense kind of situation when the priest had tried to convert them they turned into a zombie and then they killed the priest (laughs) and it's almost (laughs) and it's almost like this kind of weird fascination of queer joy being used as a way of of Mm. just showing the intensity and I think that's one thing that I think queer horror does well is is that it 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 understands its campness and it understands its Mm -hmm audience like that and I think you look yes. at films like Tonight It's You, Pirate or 495 which is Canadian film um, set in Russia. Have you seen this movie called Assassination Nation? I have seen Assassination Nation, good old Sam Levinson. That's the same vibes like yeah yeah campy horror yeah yeah Gives yeah vibes. I wanted to ask you how you being inside the world of Mardi Gras Film Festival how much anxiety there was around COVID? Well, I think by the time, when was it? We got out of lockdown, October 11th, 2021. So this is right like in the middle of Queer Screen getting ready to um, present Mardi Gras Film Fest 2022 in February, March. So they had a strong sense. And, you know, Scotty from marketing said, no more lockdowns. So I think everyone was pretty confident that we at least wouldn't get locked down again. And maybe the main concerns would be venue capacities and whether people would have to wear masks in the cinema. I have to say I was not part of the team that organized or had to deal with any of that really. And by the time um, it came around to January and we were getting ready to welcome people to the cinema and start the festival, um, as much as we were still having steady case numbers in New South Wales at least um, I think everyone was like going back to normal I'm doing air quotes here people going back to normal and everyone's going back to the cinema um, so I can't really speak much on it but I didn't feel a lot of COVID stress well I mean one of the, what is what is the next thing that you want to do after you finish now at Mardi Gras Film Festival um in terms of film yeah, really anything. I mean, you've 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 kind of discovered, and I think what a lot of really fantastic film people may not realize is that you know, film festivals kind of push this kind of new way and and this kind of alt- alternative way of of engaging with the industry. So, is film festival something that you want to continue developing your knowledge and skills at, or are you somebody who has thought because of the films that I've seen at Mardi Gras Film Festival, I am now inspired to write and create my own stuff. I think more the latter. It's been super cool and interesting seeing how film festivals work 
Um, but even when I was approaching Queer Screen for this internship, I was thinking, how can I just up my knowledge about the back end of film festivals to further boost my skills in getting into them? So I think for me, I want to work in industry on films. They don't have to be my own films. In fact, I'm not super confident as a project runner, but just to work on other people's films and having seen the movies in this year's program for the Mardi Gras Film Fest, I definitely know what kinds of films I want to work on. So I'm really putting myself, I'm just trying to stick all my fingers and all the pies to see what, um, trying to think of a good metaphor here, what flaky crusts can blow my way and I can, <laughs> I don't know, whose plates I can get onto. This is just, this is going bad. Let's, you know what I mean. <laughs> I do know what you mean. Um... And look, I think that's good. Do you have an idea of what films you want to make? Did you, were you inspired by a certain genre of films that you saw at Mardi Gras Film Festival? Um, I was inspired by kind of the stories I was saying that are just, they happen to have queer characters, but they're not necessarily a queer love story. Um, and I think I've recently made my final short film for uni. Yeah, I recently finished um, my media arts production degree at UTS and for that final subject you make your own project um, and as much fun as it was it kind of showed me that maybe I'm not cut out to be the top dog of a project and I think I would much prefer and rather enjoy working on other people's projects and bringing them to life in one specific role um, so I think seeing the movies in this year's Mardi Gras Film Fest program that I did see definitely has showed me what kinds of movies that I'd want to work on, what kind of people I'd like to work with, um, and where I'd like to see my name in the accolades. It doesn't have to be the first name that pops up. I'm happy to be farther down in the credits as long as it's a really cool movie. So that's, that's kind of where you start, Kena. That's where you start. Exactly. Um, Kena, yeah. thank you so much for talking to Film Festival Guide. Kina Melander, Melander. Got it. Melander. Thank you so much for talking to Film Festival Guide. Before we go, I want to remind you some of the industry-related events and things that you should be aware of. So firstly, submissions are now open for the 2022 Deutsche Bank Fellowship, presented by Deutsche Bank and Sydney Film Festival. For First Nations Creative is now open. Uh, this invites First Nations Creatives to submit applications where one person will be chosen to develop their skills through an international placement or other personal development. So if you head to the Sydney Film Festival website, you can find out more. Just head to sff.org.au. Get in now before April 29th when entries will close. The Fantastic Film Festival Australia is back and the festival is having a special event evening for their program launch at Render Ritz in Sydney and Lido Cinemas in Melbourne. Come check out the the fantastically crazy everything, everywhere, all at once. The insane sci-fi film that won over audiences at South by Southwest. The film stars Michelle Yeoh, Jenny Slate, Harry Shum Jr. and Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, you, of course, can check out all of the details on the Fantastic Film Festival website, which is fantasticfilmfestival.com.au to get your tickets now. Finally, the Alliance Francaise French Film Festival is currently, screen is currently screening all across Sydney. So make sure you, if you have a love of French cinema or you want to check out French cinema across Sydney, uh, you can head to Palace Cinemas that are putting on to the festival all across the city. 
uh, if you want to see the full program and buy tickets, you can head to AFFrenchFilmFestival.org to find out more. I want to thank again Kina for being my co-host this month. Thank you so much, Kina. You're amazing. Oh.